Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the MPPA alumni series. My name is Stephanie Quazier, and I am the Vice President of Operations of RUPA, which is the Ryerson University Public Policy and Administration Alumni Association. In essence, we work to promote, enhance, and encourage networking of current students um, and alumni to foster and build their relationships within the MPPA program. We've accomplished a number of great milestones over the past two years. And to highlight some of our successes, um, my executive team and I have created uh, an MPPA bursary program to financially support students. Um, we've continued the mentorship program. Um, this is very popular. Um, it's, uh, it's a program where we match um, students with alumni in all sectors. Um, we've also worked to distribute employment opportunities to students. And last but not least, although we work hard, we also play harder. Every year we host pub nights and also have alumni mix and mingle, um, where students get to come out and mingle with their cohorts and meet alumni. So make sure to check us out and um, stay connected by following, following us on all social social media platforms at Rupa on Twitter and on Facebook. In today's episode, as you may have noticed, we are switching things up a bit. Today, I will be interviewing Warda Siraj, who, was, um, who has been the host of this series. To end, of, to end off the series, I think it is best to learn about her experiences with the MPPA program. So welcome, Warda, and thank you. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about your experiences with the program. So let's get right into it. Thank you. It's good to be on the other side and being asked the questions. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so question number one for you, what was your background coming into the MPPA program? Yeah, so I did my undergrad at U of T Mississauga campus, so UTM, and I did a major in psych and a minor in biology and environmental sciences. So coming into the program, although I thought it was a great idea to apply at orientation, I remember I was just sitting there thinking, is this like where I'm supposed to be, like, do I have the qualifications? How did I even get accepted? <laughs> but learning about everyone in the program, you see that they come from all kinds of different backgrounds and they've been in school and they're coming right after undergrad or they've taken a break or they've been working. So it's very diverse. So over time, I felt more uh, able to be in this program. I Absolutely. felt I, like I fit in, yeah. <laughs> Good, good, absolutely, I can say the same. <laughs> um, how did you find the program and development of your understanding through um, the program? Right, so in undergrad, I never really considered policy. Like I always knew it was a big part uh, of the government and how uh, public sector works, even nonprofits or private sector, of course. Um, coming into the program, I got to learn a lot about the policy process and I really liked how it was consistent throughout all courses. So although we were talking about different topics and different scenarios, the policy process was the main focus. So I definitely think in a master's of public policy and admin, really understanding the policy process is key and it's been like engraved into my head. So I can <laughs> definitely say that this program, no matter what your background, you will 
understand all the material theory concepts you know uh real world situations you'll really understand it yeah absolutely i agree with you <laughs> did you take part in the co-op placement um doing the program and if so where right so Co-op placement, I did score a co-op placement in Montreal. Uh, unfortunately, due to COVID-19, everything was canceled. And so you could imagine there was a bit of panic, you know, last minute trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I was really looking forward to the co-op and this program is known for the co-op placements. And so Ryerson had this amazing program that they started called Career Boost. and they were just hiring students right away and I saw a position uh, supervisor being Carolyn so I applied to it and it was such a quick process I applied she emailed me the next day we had the interview in the next couple few days we discussed the project and actually the co-op placement was this series create an MPPA alumni series and I can tell you if you've seen all the other interviews I had an absolutely amazing time doing it. I got to network, I got to meet a whole bunch of cool people, I got to, you know, enhance my social communication skills, so it's definitely uh, worth it. So it looks like it worked out for you. It worked out for me, and it's quite different from the regular, oh, um, like OPS um, co-op placements, still very worth it. Uh, I, I got a lot of skills and like I said, networking was a key thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Carolyn is amazing. So. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> she's so sweet and she's very supportive. Yeah. She is. <laughs> okay. Do you have reflections on the MPPA program you would like to share with current and future students? Yeah, kind of going back to orientation when I felt like maybe I don't belong here, you see throughout the year uh, while you're doing the, the the coursework and the course material you see that public policy isn't just oh people who've done their undergrad in politics or or learning about the government public policy they need a wide range of uh, backgrounds right so it, it's not just one standard career path they need the diversity and it was really cool just seeing people coming in after doing a degree in philosophy, English, you know, life side, business, and it really, and while discussing the issues that we were discussing in courses, you got to see all these different perspectives. So one of my reflections would be you learn a lot. Like you, you learn to take into account all these different perspectives that you might not have ever. And it just goes to show how much work goes into policy making. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's the beauty of policy making. It's all walks of life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What is something you wish you knew before coming into the program um, and any advice for new students? Right. I was really, there's a lot of anxiety and nervousness coming into the program. I remember before I started, I think a month before orientation, Julia had sent out uh, readings to do and I emailed her. I'm like, oh, all these readings like mandatory and I want to have the books and I start making notes. And then a lot of it, I just didn't understand. And I was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? And then of course, like Janet's class, I remember it was so intense. I enjoyed it it was so intense though and of course there were 
so many readings and every week I remember me and my friend would just like stress over how to do it we would split up the readings but over time you learn how to manage it accordingly everyone has their own style whether it's picking out the key readings or you know um, working half the day and then the rest of the day is for your time your personal time like one thing I just want to tell students is that you will be fine. It takes a few weeks to get into the routine, but you'll find your your way of working. And it's possible and you got into the program because you are 100% capable of doing it. So don't doubt yourself, basically. Uh, so yeah. It's about balance. Balance, definitely balance, yeah. What aspect of the program do you believe contributed best to your learning and your learning experiences? Right. I, I know there's there was a lot of theory and concepts in a lot of the courses, but I really enjoyed the fact that the professors had so many connections, like people out there working in the real world, real world and basically they were who we wanted to be, right? Like we want to be you in a few years. So they invited them into uh, into our seminars, had them talk about their work, um, and it was more it was more realistic. And we got to ask them questions one on one. And just because these seminars weren't like undergrad, where you have like 100, 200 students, it's like 25, 30 students sometimes. 10 students so you really got that one-on-one -on -one quality uh, time with the professors and the guest speakers and the guest speakers just really opened your eyes and they they were very truthful in terms of how work could be it's not always as fun as it might sound but it's not always as stressful as it might sound and they they point out the pros and cons in each position or uh, the policy process or if it's just like what we read in the textbook so i definitely really enjoyed the guest speakers for sure yeah, that's, nice. yeah. that's good um how were the transitions um and or modifications of course materials during COVID-19. Oh my god. So that was that was a really weird time. We were hitting our last term. So we had I think a couple weeks left of our second term and then we were going into our third term. And I remember we had presentations. It was for Carolyn's class. We had presentations and there was this one week where the professors were just working tirelessly to, you know, set up Zoom accounts, send out Zoom links, and to yeah. make sure it lasted more than the one or one hour or 30 minutes or whatever it was. And just having all the PowerPoints up and just speaking for myself, accommodating for all students. As far as I know, they did an incredible job. Of course, it wasn't the best way to end off the program but definitely just to see every single professor you know jump into the whole zoom uh zoom teaching era i guess yeah. you could say and just providing the powerpoints and you know three hour seminars three hour classes are very long so they took that into consideration they cut the time um there was question periods and they were just all very patient and I would say for the most part, it was very smooth um, in terms of course material. I still think I got the same amount of information, the same amount of knowledge out of the courses as uh, than I would have in class, in person, saved on the commute. So that, that's a plus point, but I definitely miss being in class and seeing everyone and, uh, you know, physically being there. Yeah. yeah.
yeah it it i can only imagine how tough tough yeah. that way <laughs> yeah yeah but it sounds like um the transition was smooth and it was very accommodating so that's good mm -hmm. would you say this program encouraged you to do things you did not do in undergrad so for example networking or joining clubs etc yeah yeah definitely a hundred percent like like i mentioned before undergrad was very impersonal right you have 100 200 students you go to the professor and the professor is running to the next class and you ask the questions really quick so with with this program and this uh program specifically and i don't know about every other grad school but this program specifically i would say the professors were so encouraging they were very encouraging right and they had a genuine interest right like they would ask um what your interests are and kind of uh, surround or give you topics surrounding that issue or they would follow up with your interests or your work or they'd give you genuine advice as to how to progress in careers or help you form connections so that was really great um, so it did encourage me to go out and network just because I felt like I had the support of my professors or, and they kind of, it sounds so cheesy, but they believed in me. So it's like, oh, like if they know I can do it, I can go out and network and I can go vouch for myself and kind of put myself on display and be like, hey, like look at all the skills I have and, you know, like talk to people. And definitely networking was a huge plus point. I don't think I would have been able to reach out to as many people as I, uh would have in undergrad so there was a huge difference between undergrad and grad school there yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what skills are most important for your positions um i think as policy analysts or co-op students one of the biggest uh skills that we learn writing skills for sure um i remember my professors would be so picky about my writing <laughs> it will get a little bit frustrating sometimes but like you know it's you have to learn from it and after every essay or report i would write i would take it to the ryerson um writing workshops i believe yeah. that's what it's called the so writing center the writing, the writing center <laughs> just book an appointment it was so great i think they allowed two or three hours a week for you to book which is more than enough right like you yeah. only go after you finish your essay and you'd have like phd students or whoever it was marking your work and it's just so nice to have their perspective on it and like reading it as someone like outside of your head so it really made you like critically think about the way you're writing or if it makes sense or how you can change it so i definitely made sure to use those sources and it did help like my professors did see a difference in that. So writing skills for sure, communication skills. If you aren't able to communicate your thoughts or communicate how well you you possess these skills, there's no point in being in public policy for mm -hmm. sure. And then research skills, right? Public policy is all about research, right? Being able to understand all these different perspectives and uh, being exposed to all these different points of views is very important, important, regardless of whether or not you agree or disagree with the views, they're still equally as important and must be considered throughout the policy process, basically. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you on those points. <laughs> you learn those when you get in the job field. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Morda, thank you for sharing your experiences and thank you for the series. Uh, we hope that the series will, will benefit future students or those who are interested to join the MPPA program at Ryerson. So thank you.
thank you so much for doing this last episode with me and i honestly enjoyed doing this mppa series and i want to thank everyone who has participated and those of you who are listening i really hope that this uh shed some light on the program and perhaps helps you figure out where you want to be a few years from now thank you so much thank you and as alumni i would say go ryerson MPPA. of course <laughs> go